Hey guys, before we start the show, I wanted to reach out to ask you all not to forget about writing reviews for the podcast. If you listen to the podcast every week, or if this is your first time ever, please do us a huge favor and write a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Every time you write a review, share, or tweet about the show, it helps immensely. Thanks a ton, and why don't we go ahead and get this episode started. Everyone, remain calm. World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 107th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, of course, we have some news to look at and an anniversary and birthday to go over. And then we'll make our trip out to Site B with Aaron Beyer and get another tour of Hawaii after Aaron's recent trip down there. He'll let us know what he saw and, of course, give everybody some advice for anybody making a trip out there themselves. But before we start the show, I wanted to give you a heads up on a new section on the website. Our show has been expanding so much recently that we decided that every segment deserves some recognition on our website. So we now have a segments tab in the navigation that you can click through to a page giving you information on each segment that we offer. You can also click through to find each episode showcasing those specific segments. So it's a nice tool to use if you're in the mood for revisiting an Amber Finds, a Chaos Theory segment, or a Jurassic Pop quiz, among all the others. So please go ahead to JurassicParkPodcast.com, find the segment tab up in the top, and click through to find every segment. It's another packed episode, so let's get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access main program. Access main security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, we hate being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. Just before the weekend, the team at Jurassic Explore, the upcoming fan-created game revolving around Isanubar and the Jurassic World setting, released a tour video of the newest details and aspects of that park. It's also been announced that they are releasing a trophy viewer with 20 different things found throughout the park that you can view and analyze in great detail. That trophy viewer will be released on July 28th. Then in December of this year, the full playable game will be released. It's been amazing to watch the progress of this game, and uh, we've certainly discussed it a few times with the creator Michael Pierce over the years, so the day is almost here when we can fully enjoy this game. In the show notes, you'll find our post uh, of the tour video, along with the trailer and a playthrough video. You'll even hear yours truly doing the voiceover for the tour, so go check it out. (laughs) 
Factory Entertainment teased a new Jurassic item for San Diego Comic-Con and recently revealed that it's a small sculpture of the iconic Ford Explorer entering through the park gates. It's a good looking little statue with some flickering lights around the park gates. Uh, in the version they showed off, the wooden gate uh, on the left seems to be backwards, I believe. But other than that, it's a nice little piece. Uh, no price point as of this recording, so stay tuned to hear more of that leading up to the weekend. I'll include a quick video showcasing the item in our show notes. <laughs> Next up, we have some news to share from the D23 Expo, which is the Disney exposition that showcases parks news, film news, and really anything else related to Disney. This past weekend, during the park showcase, they announced the closure of Ellen's Energy Adventure for a Guardians of the Galaxy attraction, which will take the place in the Energy Pavilion. Well, some of you may be wondering, why am I talking about this? But others may know this attraction showcases a very awesome dinosaur sequence featuring a family of brontosauruses during a sunset, a stegosaurus fighting an allosaurus up above you, and uh, this is all leading essentially to the eruption of a volcano. It's a really amazing sequence in the ride. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, definitely go check it out. So I did want to give you all a heads up that the attraction will be closing forever if you haven't already heard. The last day of operation will be August 13th, just in case anybody wanted to say goodbye. I knew it was leaving before the announcement this weekend, uh, so I made sure to say my goodbyes on my last trip out a few weeks back. And uh, it's a sad time for fans of dinosaurs in Disney World, so make sure to celebrate your love of the attraction in its final days here. July 18th marks the U.S. release of Jurassic Park 3, so we are celebrating 16 years of this movie. That just seems pretty crazy to me. Uh, the film premiered on the 16th and was released to the fans on the 18th, of course to mixed reviews and uh, it is the lowest rated film in the franchise. All that said, the film has given us some spectacular imagery, some really great sequences. I do love the evolution of Grant's character throughout the film. And uh, there's definitely a few new dinosaur designs throughout that film that I really like. So let's take this time to celebrate what we love about the film here on its anniversary. Next up, we have a birthday to celebrate. Judy Greer from Jurassic World. She played Karen Mitchell, the mother of Zack and Gray. And her birthday is Thursday, July 20th. Let's be sure to wish her a happy birthday this year. Oh, there it is. There it is. Side B. Side B? Yes, Side B. No force on earth or heaven could get me on that island. Side B, nobody here. I'm not making the same uh, mistakes again. I know. Okay, so there's another island with dinosaurs. No yes, fences. Side B. And you want to send people in? Yes. A very few people? Yes. It's not a research expedition anymore. It's a rescue operation. It's leaving right now. You this cannot land on this island. This is Isla Sorna. Site B. Yes. Uh, we're on Isla Sorna and we need to find, we need to talk to the boat. Site B. No, the lady. Enough. Wrong frequency. Today, here in our Site B segment, we wanted to actually give you another little taste of how awesome uh, the islands uh, of Hawaii, I guess, are in real life, how they compare to the movies. Our friend and contributor here on the podcast, Aaron Beyer, recently went out there. And uh, we're going to try to not tread on too much that we talked about with Victoria from Victoria's Cantina when we did an episode with her recently. But uh, we, are uh, we are here on Isla Sorna. So, Aaron, I want to welcome you to this beautiful island. Back to these islands. I think you were here before, right? So, what do you think? Do you like these islands? 
Uh, I do like these islands. Uh, how's it going, Brad? How's it going, Jurassic fans? Uh, it's good. But, I'm, uh, I'm a little hot. It's like sweaty over here, but... Well, sorta is so just... It's smoky and yeah. and dark, and it's just really warm, so... Yeah, I don't know what it is, but uh, we're here to look at the islands of Hawaii, not not Sorna. That's a different place completely. Uh, that's more like redwood foresty and, and stuff like that, so... Uh, I guess why don't we uh, talk about your trip a little bit? You must have had a good time, right? Yeah, so the trip we've been planning uh, probably started planning it a couple years ago. Um, It went with uh, my wife and her family out to Oahu, and we stayed at the uh, Disney Alani Resort uh, out there. And uh, while I was in Oahu, of course, that is the home of a lot of the famous sets from the Jurassic Park franchise. Uh, So naturally... Uh, that was one of the first stops we had to make uh, was the, I believe it's Kalua, Kalua Ranch. Um, I know I'm butchering that, and I, and I know I, I should know it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so we went out to that ranch and uh, took the tour and got to see a lot of the Jurassic Park stuff. And then uh, we hopped over to the main island of Hawaii at the end of our trip. Uh, and I can go into a little bit of detail about that later. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I do. I want to find out about that Disney uh, area because I've I've heard a lot of really great things about it. How how is it over there? Uh, it's great. Um, my wife's family is part of the Disney Vacation Club, so yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they get to uh, they get to experience a lot of really cool places. Um, this was particularly like I think they, I think it's a points based system or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they had like saved yep. up a bunch of points to, uh, you know, kind of get the family out there. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. The resort is the only thing is like the resort like things start kind of like closing out like around seven o'clock, which I by the end of the trip figured out they were really they were really trying to funnel people into like the more expensive restaurants or whatever. But um, the <laughs> the property is gorgeous. Um, there's the Lazy River and it's right on the ocean, uh, oh, so you can yeah. also go in the ocean do like snorkeling and scuba diving or whatever you know uh, paddle boarding if you wanted to. Um, let's see what else, uh, there's all kinds of food, you know, more, more food than you can possibly imagine. Uh, there's some really cool shops like in the general area around the resort. Um, you know, if you go there, I would definitely suggest getting a car and, uh, don't just stay at the resort. You know, you're going to, you'll, if you go, you'll be there 24 hours a day. So definitely get out and explore the Island. There's definitely more to the Island than the Disney resort. Yeah, that's always, uh, you know, a flaw kind of about all-inclusives is like you you almost don't want to leave, but there is so much to, to see outside of, you know, an all-inclusive resort or anything like that, it, whether you're going to Hawaii or, uh, you know, Cancun or Dominican or something like that. There's always something more to see, and I always tell everybody, go do, you know, excursions, other things like that. And uh, I like – I actually view these podcasts because we did that one with Victoria – and uh, it's a way because, like, people that listen to this podcast will certainly make, like, the pilgrimage out to these Jurassic Park sites and, and other places in Hawaii. So it's a, it's kind of like a good journal for everybody to kind of uh, get some ideas and figure out what they want to do. So that place sounds amazing. And I'm a huge Disney fan, so I really need to go out there sometime. Yeah, um, if you can get out there for sure, uh, take advantage of, of the Disney Hotel uh, if you can. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure – I mean, I didn't necessarily because it was Vacation Club. I didn't specifically pay for the room, but I'm pretty sure that hotel's pretty pricey. So, oh yeah, um, sure, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, really, the the only hindrance is it's weird because, um, 
you know, you, you should get out and explore the island, but the parking was like, there was like a daily fee if you weren't a Disney Vacation Club member. And I can mm-hmm. definitely see like people parking there. And if you don't leave, you don't get like another daily charge. So it's like a, it's like a maximum like time parking. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, no wonder people don't leave because they don't want to come back and like have to pay like another round of parking. But, oh, uh, yeah. We rented Jeep Wranglers, which, I mean, nice. to me, that's like heaven, right? Like, I'm yeah, in a Jeep Wrangler driving around Jurassic Park sets, uh, you know, or at least environment kind of kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, absolutely beautiful island of Oahu. Um, couldn't recommend it enough. All right. So, obviously, Alani is, is really cool. Obviously, it's great. But everybody listening wants to hear about the Jurassic Park stuff. So, let's talk about you seeing the stuff that we're all really jealous about right now. Yeah, so the ranch is really cool. Um, there's a ton of sets there, and as the movies continue to go, I can't imagine that there won't be more. Uh, I actually did get a chance to see some stuff that I probably wasn't meant to see. Uh, but if anybody is planning one of these tours, you should know, when they're shooting movies there, we were told that they're not actually allowed to stop the tours. Uh, filming at the ranch is you know, considered kind of like a privilege, uh, you know, even though they pay it. Uh, they're not allowed to stop the tours because when tourists come and they schedule, they want to see these sets. So if you're planning on it and you're worried that you're not going to get to see something, don't worry. They take you to every set they can possibly get you to. Um, and we started off uh, checking out where the uh, helipad was in Jurassic World, mm-hmm. uh, which is really just a dead-looking lake, honestly. Um you know, it's a lake with some trees around it, and then all the rest was added in digitally. And we actually got to stand where the helicopter uh, landed at the command center in Jurassic World. I th- wasn't that like on a hill or something? Yeah, so it's like up on the top of the hill, yeah. uh, and then it like looks down. So like when the T Rex roars, like at the visitor center, there's like the lake where the mosasaur lives. Yeah, uh, that lake is real. And then everything that you see around it is uh, added in by computers. So yeah. uh, the visitor center and uh, the the Mosasaur like stadium and all that stuff is added in later. Uh, color corrections and whatnot that they do to help that. But uh, it's pretty. I'm not gonna say it was underwhelming because it's Jurassic World, but okay, some like this lake that doesn't even look like this anymore in the movie. Sure, let's let let's move on, right? Uh, so the next stop we took. Uh, is to the Indominus paddock. And what's really neat about the Indominus paddock is that they still have the two walls up, uh, and there is the door. It says, like, Jurassic World at the top. But uh, they let you go up into the viewing center, and our tour guide, Chris, uh, let us take, like, photos that kind of, like, were similar to what you would see in the movie. So uh, he took a photo of, like, my wife and I uh, from behind us looking into uh, the paddock, and then we all got to, like, take photos with our hands like in the scratches and, and kind of, you know, run our hands through those like Chris Pratt does in the film. Nice. Nice. How, what was the condition like? Was it looking pretty good? Cause I remember uh, a few months ago or however long it looked pretty poor, you know, it didn't look like it was being maintained or anything like that. It just looked kind of like run down. So is it looking a little bit better now? Uh, it looked pretty poor. Um, one thing he did say on the tour was that, uh, it, it, well, let's put it this way. It looked like an old set. But the ranch is actually interested in keeping it maintained because it's gonna be. They feel like it's a big draw to keep it there. Oh yeah. So while I don't think it's ever gonna look movie like ready uh, again, um, it's definitely always gonna be there. They particularly want to maintain it because people uh, want to come and see that. 
Um, what he did say was uh, that they were fixing it up uh, for future uses. So take from that whatever you want. Uh, but uh, when I was there, it was a little bit under construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I think we've all kind of wondered that, whether they would u- reutilize it in a certain way. We always wonder, uh, you know, are they going to go back to that island and revisit these sceneries and stuff like that? And and that would be an obvious choice. It played such a big role in Jurassic World. Like, why not revisit that and see what's going on there? I don't know if it would, you know, it doesn't make any kind of sense too much story-wise why you would go through there again, but... Not like there was anything out there they needed to get or do anything, but I'm sure they could just kind of revisit it, maybe with some different characters or something, stumble upon it. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I think it would be cool if they reused it. Or even, you know, I can't imagine that the Indominus paddock is the first paddock in Jurassic World of its kind. Maybe they have a different dinosaur in there. You know, maybe they're looking through windows and it's a different dinosaur and they CG a different layout or something like that. You know, Mm. Uh, at the end of Jurassic World, not the dinosaurs aren't broken out only the well i say only okay so some of them are uh, only the t-rex and <laughs> the pteranodons and the indominus and the raptors are out um we know that there's other carnivores in jurassic world that never escaped so what you know what are what's going on with those dinosaurs you, obviously you can't leave the island and just leave them in their pen unattended so who knows yeah i think uh it all comes down to how much of a of a wrecking ball was the indominus and how many paddocks did it go through and, and knock down walls and all this stuff? But yeah, it just it's very interesting because it's not like the power went out or anything. It's not like the original movie. So are there herbivores just wandering Main Street or you know, I don't know what the path like, you know, is to get from one area to another, but somehow the Indominus did it, so why not the T Rex? Why not anybody else? That they, they should all just be able to knock down anything at this point, it seems like. But, yeah, exactly. You know, you exactly. don't know. So they, it might still be intact, and uh, maybe it's not like a disaster or anything. Yeah, no. I mean, I like to think that at least something remained. But I'm a sucker for always wanting to go back to Nublar in every single film, uh, <laughs> yeah. or you know, Sorna or whatever. Um, I've always liked the idea that of Jurassic Park or Jurassic World being fully constructed and ready to go. Uh, I just think that makes for more of an exciting tale when chaos does go awry. Uh, so we'll see. You know, you never know. Yeah. Um, but like I said, they were—they're actually interested in just maintaining it, just simply for uh, people wanting to see it and ex- and take those photos. Um, I saw someone the other day posted a photo of them running out of the Indominus paddock, and they like put like two dinosaur toy like feet in front of the camera, so it <laughs> looked like she was like running away from like that shot in the movie. So that it's kind of cool that, yeah. that people get excited to see that. Yeah. Did you actually feel like you were? part of something bigger like part of the set or was it actually like that impressive or did it just feel like yeah this is just a makeshift set that they just put here um you know because so like the indominus paddock is only i think two walls or something um i want to say that because you we especially as fans we build it all up in our head i think when you see it it's always a little like oh it really is just a movie set but At the same time, like, you get to do kind of some of the cheesy things, like, you know, like I said, the photos through the glass, or I was taking, I was taking video the whole time, like, as a VFX person, I I want backplates and video, like, as much as I possibly can get, because I'm going to comp in my own dinosaurs at some point (laughs) when I have time. Uh, But, uh, you know, for anybody who's thinking about taking this tour, 
um, our guy, I believe his name was Chris. He was really good, but I would definitely suggest there's two different tours. And one is a I, the VIP tour and one is a basic. We took the VIP tour and I would highly suggest that because that's the tour where they let you get out of the van and take all the photos and hang around and there's absolutely no rush. Like I was taking all kinds of crazy photos uh, and our tour guy was just totally cool with it. Um, we did see some of the other people and all they did was just like drive through the paddock uh, in like an open air van or whatever. And then they like drove back out onto the next set. So if you can spend the extra little bit of money, uh, definitely do the VIP. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I think it is kind of, you know, I would assume it's kind of disappointing when you get there and, and you're like, oh, like it's not a full set. It's not a full paddock or, or like the, uh, the helipad, you know, it's, you turn around and it looks a little bit different than you, uh, remember it from the film. But, uh, that's part of the, the um, imagination of these creators and the amazing work that they do. It really, I think in a way actually helps you appreciate what you see on the screen. And when you, when you turn around and you say, wow, they digitally made all this or they added things in here and there and it looks real like they did oh i couldn't i couldn't believe like the indominus paddock you know it's concrete right like it looks like concrete but you go up and you touch that thing and it's like foam um (laughs) it's super thin it's foam you know the dinosaur scratches uh one of the panels that had the dinosaur scratches in it had already like rotted away and so they had also brought up the fact that they, you know, they go in and they retouch up those dinosaur scratches because, again, people want to see that stuff. And even though it may not be the original scratch put in there by the set decorator, to go there and not have that stuff I think would be even more disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it it's kind of relates like to Universal uh, Studios when they have the – the vehicles outside, you know, in the Jurassic Park area. And sometimes they go and they paint them up and, and they're not there. And you're just like, oh, I really wanted to take a picture with that thing, but I can't. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, let's see. The next stop we took was by the lake where Owen has his uh, his trailer uh, oh, yeah. where he lives. Honestly, I didn't really recognize this area um, <laughs> only because I – it's just one of the – I don't want to say it's an unmemorable scene. Um, it's just not like – it's not the big money scenes that you go to, to a Jurassic Park movie to see. Uh, but I, I'm looking at my photos now, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I can kind of see it. Uh, it's definitely like a calm, cool kind of area uh, at the ranch. Yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about because I think I've seen some of the pictures of that area. And I've I've said the same thing to myself, like, oh, yeah, I guess that looks like it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, see the next part of the tour was the oh the next part of the tour is like the big like main thing that everyone wants to see which is i call it galley valley um i believe it's now officially gyrosphere valley uh but it is where the gallimimus run through uh the the valley there uh on oahu um on jurassic park and uh it's got the well he says now it's a log which it really is just a log but it's got like the old tree that the kids hid behind um, there's the Jurassic Park uh, logo there, uh, but that is just an absolutely gorgeous uh, part of the island. Um, you 100% feel like you're there in Jurassic Park. Uh, he lets you take photos. I had a bunch of toy dinosaurs that I was taking photos with uh, just for fun. Um, Chris was taking photos of like, you know, putting a dinosaur head in front of the camera. And I was like, hey, 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 like, will you use my raptor? And he kind of looked at me like a weirdo. But I'm like, no, 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 trust me, like. <laughs> it's it's cool like i want the official jp thing sorry man yeah yeah uh, i've seen the the ones with like that 
you know, silly looking dinosaur. But yeah, you need that that Kenoraptor in there, right? Yeah, yeah. So I did I did the Kenoraptor. I wasn't carrying around like really big like T Rexes or anything, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I got down on my belly and, and took a photo of of my Kenoraptor running free through the grasses there. Uh, yes. In the uh, in the valley, so uh, I'll get that posted up online to to show some people. I took some video out there. Um, you know, but that's just an absolutely gorgeous thing. Like you, you had called it a pilgrimage and that's exactly what it feels like as a fan of these movies. Yeah. Um, now about that site there, particularly, um, I've heard different reports. I don't know if, you know, off, you know, off the top of my head or anything, but is that tree or, or log or whatever, is that the same one or is it a different one? So he says it is, he says it is the tree. Um, basically, and I can, you know, I, I don't, I don't not believe this. He says that just over the years, you know, that tr- that tree has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, they let people sit on it. Um, it originally was in a different part, so they kind of move it around depending on how the tour like needs to to move through or whatever. Um, the plaque is always like right now. I think where it is is probably where it's going to be for for quite some time. But you know, he said they get like eighty nine inches of rain, so erosion is a pretty big thing, and that tree is dead. Right. So every time it rains, that tree rots away a little bit more. So if people don't think it's the tree, um, it might just be because it's not as big as it was 25 years ago. Yeah, you'd assume after time just wears down. You know, there's a lot of uh, historical sites that are actually being impacted almost too much because of all these like I said, pilgrimages and, and all that stuff going out to all these spots. So I don't think this is too different. You know, you get out there and you you want to touch it, you want to sit on it or do whatever and recreate a scene and it just wears stuff down after a while. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, they are a working operating uh, cattle ranch. So, you know, they have animals that uh, like to rub up against these things and uh, eat yeah. around them and walk around them. You know, he told a story. They had the uh, Godzilla footprints from the 97 uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. And each one of those was 11 feet deep uh, when they dug them out. And uh, they were like, okay, well, like, let's leave them. Like, people will want to see these things. And uh, I guess one night, like, some cows had, like, fallen into the 11-foot, like, Godzilla footprint or whatever and, uh, like, broken some limbs. And so they actually had to, like, fill some of that stuff in. Um, So those footprints are no longer nearly as deep or big. But after so many years of rain and erosion and, you know, animals moving through them – they barely look like dinosaur footprints at this point. They're they're kind of round. They look more like Barney footprints than they do like Godzilla <laughs> footprints. Uh, if that makes if that makes any sense. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's a crazy cool uh, set to check out. So if anybody you know gets out there, it's definitely worth checking out. Nice. All right. So what's next? So the next thing we did was uh, oh, this was my absolute favorite. I mean, the valley, the valley where the Gallimimus run through, hands down, like a classic. Uh, but my favorite has got to be the next stop we did, which was the uh, Gyrosphere Pavili- Pavilion, mm-hmm. uh, where like the, the line queue is in the movie. And the only reason I say that that's my absolute favorite is because you can stand on that pavilion and you can look down into that valley, and it looks straight out of, uh, you know, definitely out of Jurassic World. But um, you can see that mountain. You can see straight clear through to the ocean. Uh, it's absolutely beautiful up there. I got some photos, uh, you know, up there with my wife and and the family. Um, that's definitely a memory that that uh, I'll always cherish is being up in that pavilion. And even though it's a modern movie, 
the scene itself is just as classic as the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know people don't give Jurassic World enough credit for the way it portrayed the island and how amazing everything looks there. And and I think that area looks amazing. And it's something about that gyrosphere area. Yeah, they maybe took it over from the Gallimimus, but it looks great. And uh, actually, did you get to see uh, those trucks that they used in that scene? Uh, yes. So at the end, there's kind of a, uh, an old World War II bunker that they've, that they've got, um, on the ranch and the truck that they're using, like the six wheeled trucks or whatever for the tourists that they're using through that Valley. Um, they let you sit in it, nice. uh, and get photos, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, that truck is at the bunker. As you walk through the bunker, there's some like Hawaii Five O stuff. There's some uh, <laughs> Jurassic World stuff. There's some Godzilla stuff. There's all kinds of, of neat props that you know they don't want to leave outside uh, in the um, in the weather. But it was funny. He was like, "Oh yeah, we have part of the gyrosphere," and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And so like I waited like the whole tour to see part of the gyrosphere, and it was just like the gold frame of like one side of it, really? like and it's oh. made of like plastic. And I was like, "Oh well." That's not that exciting. It's just a gold <laughs> ring uh, or a copper or whatever it is. But yeah. it was just funny because I got excited to see like a good chunk of a prop and, and didn't whatsoever. You know, I think uh, they've actually been using that thing uh, for different purposes here and there. I, I believe – don't quote me on this, but I think it was taken out to some conference recently and put on display. And I don't know if they're actually using it for filming. I, I thought I heard that, but I'm not fully sure. But, I had uh, heard they're using it. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I really cool, don't though, know. That they, they actually keep this stuff there so you can kind of uh, relive it and uh, sit in it and do it, whatever. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, again, like the thing that I that they had, it wasn't anything that you could sit in. It literally was just a big oh, giant yeah, hula yeah. hoop uh, <laughs> that looked like it was a prop like hula hoop with bolts in it. Yeah. Um, and then that pretty much rounds out the tour. Uh, you know, they got a gift shop and unfortunately, you know, I wish they were allowed to get some Jurassic Park licensing, um, because everything was dinosaur Valley, I believe is what they like titled everything. (laughs) And it has like a kind of a cartoony Raptor, but, um, I would love to see, I would love to have had a shirt that said like Jurassic Park, Oahu or Jurassic Park, Kahlua Ranch or, or whatever. Um, but no, unfortunately they don't have any of that. Uh, but still, I, I rated the gift shop for as much dinosaur paraphernalia as I possibly could. Yeah, you got it. You got to do it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And unlike the exhibition where the you know souvenirs were ridiculous prices, these prices were actually pretty normal. Like a T-shirt was like 15 or 20 bucks. Um, Keychains were like 2 or $3. Like it wasn't – they weren't gouging you. Um, you know, you had fun on your tour, which was – not exactly cheap and then you come and you you can get some uh, gifts for everyone nice yeah that's always refreshing when you don't have to pay an arm and a leg for stuff like that uh yeah it was pretty good and then that you know like i said that kind of rounded out the tour we did see some other things we saw like the skulls and stuff from kong uh there was a helicopter from kong we saw some sets from uh like 51st dates uh and some new movie called Ooh, i don't know but it's got amy schumer in it uh some comedy snatched yeah we saw a set from snatched uh i have not seen that movie uh but uh you know that pretty much rounds out the tour i would say the whole thing was like three or four hours okay uh it was pretty great so you think you got enough time at each uh location oh 100 percent. and honestly you didn't even move on until everyone you know he kind of took note of like okay people are kind of starting to be like 
you know, they've done what they came to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it was very much uh, shoot some video, um, get surrounding photos to match like some CG lighting, and then uh, get photos with the family. And we were with maybe like two or three other uh, smaller families. So once everybody gets kind of what they came to do, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the Gallimimus Valley, but at the end of the day, it's it's a mountain with trees on it. You know, so how long can you really just sit and absolutely stare at it, right? Um, there, there's definitely a magic to it in the movies as opposed to like actually being there, and it's beautiful and you appreciate it, but you don't have all day necessarily to yeah to do that. You got to pick and choose what you can actually do. I know sometimes when you go on those tours, stuff like that, or I've been on some ruins tours, and and I always feel like I never get enough time. So that's good that you can actually you know utilize your time wisely and. Uh, see what you want to see and not feel rushed. Cause that's, that's always the worst when you're rushed out of like a, a cool spot where you want to just hang out. Uh, yeah, exactly. And there was absolutely no rush again, though. We did the VIP tour, um, which got you a little bit of food in the truck, got you some water, um, and then got you pretty much as much time as you wanted, uh, at each of the individual sets. And if there's something that you want to see that maybe, uh, you feel like you haven't, uh, just make sure that you let him know up front because he says, you know, of course the Jurassic Park stuff is really popular, but uh, he says sometimes there are sets that they don't go to of some of the offbeat movies. Uh, they don't go to them because just not a lot of people are into them. If there's a movie that you know was shot there and you want to see it, let your tour guide know before you go and they'll make sure you see it. Yeah, that's a good thing because I would want to see Pirates of the Caribbean, Indiana Jones, obviously Jurassic stuff, but there's there's so many movies filmed down there. So it would kind of be hard. I'd, I'd probably need like a 10-hour tour or something crazy just to kind of cover everything I'd want to see. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely things that aren't at the ranch that you would have to go on your own. We didn't do anything uh, on our own. I actually – I loved I loved Hawaii so much in general, not just for Jurassic Park stuff. I loved Hawaii so much in general that I want to try to make another trip uh, out there again and, and try to do it a little more on the cheap Uh because we end, we ended up going to the main island of Hawaii after we spent a ton of time on Oahu. We went to the big island for about uh, two days, and we did like a Airbnb kind of situation. Nice. And uh, you know, Oahu, when you're driving around Oahu, it doesn't really feel like Jurassic Park. Like, and when you go to Oahu, Hawaii, you're kind of like, man, like I really wish it felt like being in the movie, you know. And uh, but the big island of Hawaii, it could not feel any more like Jurassic Park than the big one um with the volcanoes and we went to the volcano national park or whatever that they have there and uh we saw like lava dancing around there's the sulfur fields which is like just out in the middle of a jungle and there's like all this like sulfur smoke and and stuff Hmm. uh that's that's also a really great place to go and absolutely beautiful man yeah yeah that is the problem you know you just want to see all these cool movie sites but there is so much more to do so much more to see i'm sure yeah, we left, and I said to my wife, "I was like, we have to come back. We didn't, we didn't conquer like half the things that we we wanted to, and and it's not because, it's not because everything was super expensive. Because honestly, it's it's really not that expensive compared to like the mainland of the states. Um, it was just that there's so much to do, and you know, so little time, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting back there in the future. Yeah. Yeah, so if you had to suggest one thing that, you know, people traveling out there would do, what what is that thing? Um, I mean, as- you're talking aside from going to the, the to the Jurassic Park stuff? Uh 
I, I have a feeling if I say include the Jurassic Park stuff, maybe you'll say that, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. So like, here's the <laughs> thing: if you go out there and you're a Jurassic Park fan, you have to. Yeah. You have to go see the Jurassic Park stuff. That's that's number one. Um, we went to the Dole Plantation, which was pretty cool. You could probably do that whole thing uh, in a few hours. Uh, we also went to Pearl Harbor, which was really interesting yeah, if you're yeah. into history. Um, that is definitely a you know a somber kind of moment because while I was out there, uh, you know, wanting to see fun Hollywood stuff, you know, you can't forget that something really tragic and important happened there, uh, you know, for World War II. So um, that was really interesting. Uh, we went to the Volcano National Park uh, on the Big Island, which was great. Um, and then let's see, there's Waikiki, which you could do. But if you're into like, if you're a foodie or you're into like trying new things, I would definitely suggest trying. They call it poke. It's essentially just sushi without the wrapping. Uh, so it's like raw fish with a bunch of seasoning and rice, and it's absolutely delicious. Nice. Um, I think I ate that like three or four times while I was there. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard I heard somebody talk about that recently that that food and uh, it's, I was like, what is it? So it's really good. Like no, I was eating so many, and I said to my wife, I'm like, I'm gonna go home with a parasite. Like, there's no <laughs> way I don't I don't go home and drop like a hundred pounds. Oh god, uh, you know, from eating this stuff. But no, I'm safe and and everything's good. But uh, yeah, absolutely delicious food. Um, you know, can't recommend it enough. If anybody out there uh, listening is heading out that way and wants. Uh, you know, some suggestions based on what we did, uh, for sure. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Yeah. So you've got a lot of pictures and stuff, uh, and we're, we're posting them all on our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. Uh, definitely check them out on there. Did you have anything else you want to touch upon on your trip? You know, I don't think so. I know we've kind of covered this before on the podcast, but I think if you have the opportunity to, you know, do like we call this, like the pilgrimage, right? Uh, absolutely just enjoy every moment of it experience everything there is to experience don't don't sleep in get up as early as you possibly can which honestly if you're from the united states you're going to be up super early anyway if you're from the mainland uh because it's like a six or seven hour time difference uh but uh you know enjoy every moment that you possibly can and try to experience things that you've never experienced before nice now you uh you did say that there there was some filming going on so we won't really touch on that too much but uh that's really cool. No, was it was it a I cool may experience? Or may though? not have seen something I shouldn't have seen, so I don't really want to go too yeah. too far into that. Did, did it feel did you feel like ah uh, like I don't know, I, I wanna look but I don't wanna look or I wanna see like it it's gotta be a tough position. So I saw two things and the one thing I saw out of the corner of my eye as we passed <laughs> it and it was in a box truck and I couldn't quite make out I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't like I couldn't confirm uh, or you know exactly what I saw, um, and the other thing I saw was so far off in the distance that honestly, even like taking a photo of it didn't even seem didn't even seem that important because once the movie comes out, we'll have high res photos of it up close. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the trouble with with filming. I think out in that area is you drive by stuff, you see it in a distance, you see stuff literally like on the road next to you, like. It's very tough to kind of hide, I guess, when you're out there. And, and, you know, like the valley itself is wide open at times and you can just straight up see everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you follow, is it Real News Hawaii or Real Tours Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Um, they post a lot of like kind of spoiler images. So if you guys are into wanting to see that, definitely go check that out. Uh, I follow them 
not because I'm into spoilers, but because I had followed them before they were posting a ton of spoilers, and so now I just don't want to unfollow them. But, uh, you know, if you're into wanting the behind the scenes of, uh, wow, we can call it by its official title now of uh, Fallen Kingdom, you know, definitely check out that page. Yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I can't wait to get everything posted up. And uh, like I said, man, before it's it's so humid out here. Can we like is there like an air conditioning on Sorna or is it the geothermal power? Can we get somebody like working on that? Yeah, so it's just the geothermal, but the problem is it hasn't been started in twenty years. Yeah, so, I don't know if I trust that per se. I don't um, know anything about last it. Time, first off, so. Last time I heard of anything in this area, it was a raptor. It was like a raptor like nest. So uh, we should maybe jet. All right, uh, I'm going to call in the chopper, so let's uh, let's get off this island. What do you say? Uh, 100% sounds great. All right, peace. Have a good one. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 107th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Aaron for joining me today to chat about his trip. I kind of like doing episodes like this to kind of give people an idea for their upcoming trips. I know if I ever go, I want to have a source like this that I can reference. Um, It may be good to do one of these every year or so with all the changes and stuff that Jurassic fans can see what's going on down there and what new offerings there are out in Hawaii. Thanks again, Aaron. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, you can send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, of course you can send it in to us and we'll feature it in any of the upcoming episodes. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.